0: What up? This is Myron, and you are listening to the Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariners podcast, the alternative underground back alley, underbelly, secret society on the other side of the tracks, down on the docks, dive bar style podcast, up and about the Seattle Mariners that you, again, are listening to on the Odyssey app or wherever else you're getting your podcast action from, or right here on YouTube, you're watching it and you're listening. You're doing both, or maybe you get the captions on i don't know i don't want to judge i don't want to presume but we're happy to be back with a new episode today again with me like always is the man who's now out of uh out of that uh hostage situation I, I know we saw him there on the last episode down there with the uh night vision um he was given an hour of uh you know, outside world time and he chose to instead of call the authorities or uh you know call loved ones he he potted with us. He's very dedicated. I'm talking about Hanno up in Edmonds. What's going on, Hannah?
1: Hey Myron, thanks for having me again.
0: You look great. You look you look exfoliated. You're look you're looking good. Um yeah
1: yeah we're down to about a half hour though you wasted the first half hour trying to get this technical stuff going so well i gotta go back into the hell in the cell
0: we gotta go back in the hell in a minute speaking of hell in the cell as you can see behind me if you're watching on the youtube there is the wwe that was actually the wwf championship no
1: reason You, you
0: won it i did i won it i won it for my girlfriend uh so anyways today on today's show i got the show notes right here we're we're we are we are prepared uh we're gonna talk talk about what the m's have done over the last weekend since the last time we recorded uh we're gonna get into this marco and flexin thing again you know it seems like we've been talking about this for months but there is a bit of the reality setting in here of like are they gonna trade him are they not maybe Hold on to both of them. We're gonna, you know, talk about this one more time. I swear this is gonna be the last time. No, I, I can't swear that that's gonna be the last time. But we're gonna talk about that. And I know people don't. Uh, some of our listeners have commented about why do you guys always got to talk about Kelnick? Why do you guys always got to talk about Kelnick? Well, he's making the most waves right now in spring training, and you know he's in a position of yes, he has a role and a job on the Mariners. You know, for opening day. But it wasn't a for sure, for sure thing before spring training started. Now it's obviously looking like it's going to happen. But we're just going to briefly touch on that. We're talking about uh, Sam Haggerty. We haven't talked a lot about him on here, but he's playing all over the field at spring training. So is going to break that down. We're going to also do a little uh, update, I guess, on Demo. Talk about him. We haven't talked about him very much. Uh, we'll talk about the WBC guys they're all taken off to their respective uh places um wardrobe malfunction there um (laughs) and we're also gonna are are we looking forward to the wbc or are we just kind of like meh? and we'll talk about these ticket prices at spring training and of course uh what if the Mariners were wrestlers that was asked by, uh, the Mariners website or the Mariners Twitter we'll break that down. That was kind of fun. And we're going to get into all this and let's start with catching up with what the Mariners did over the weekend, right after this. All right, we're back. So Hannah over the weekend, uh, the Mariners have continued on playing baseball when we're releasing this right now. I think this is the first day off they've had since uh, cactus league started.
1: Yeah. Nice. that they get a day off? Uh, especially with all their uh, WBC players taking off. But, yeah, they uh, they had a couple games this weekend, obviously. Saturday was on route Sports, and they played the Rockies. It was the first time we got to see George Kirby pitch. Um, he just, you know, got out there and just kind of got loosened up. Uh, he wasn't dominating. He wasn't terrible. He wasn't great. It was just his first time out there trying some things, trying some new pitches. He got interviewed during the broadcast. So that was cool to see. The Mariners lost that game. Uh, Then the next day on Sunday, they traveled over to Maryvale to play the Brewers and Jesse Winker. Uh, He happened to not play in that game, but um, Abraham Toro did. He was uh, uh, playing third base for them. Uh, Teoscar Hernandez ripped one by him, so he's looking good through spring training. That heavy contact that Jerry's talked about. Uh, The Mariners hit a few home runs in that game, including uh, Cooper Hummel, I believe, Jared Kelnick. Um, so yeah and so and Jared's was a bomb um, he's real hot this uh, spring training so far through he's had a lead spring all of spring training and home, home runs with four so that's really good to see and then uh, Monday the uh, Mariners played the Cubs and um, I believe they lost that game so um, but Chris Flexen pitched his second time pitching in the Cactus League here uh, he's looked Really good, uh, getting multiple innings in both of his starts, so that's really uh exciting to see, especially with the um competition possibly for that fifth spot. I know we'll talk about that. Um, so yeah, that's where uh, we are up to date with uh, the Mariners,
0: yeah. And I think it's they're probably really enjoying this first day off. I mean, they've been what going at it a lot of them since uh for the what the last. Two weeks, at least three weeks. Some of them a month. I'm sure uh, some of them aren't fully taking a day off, but I mean they don't got to get on the team bus. They don't got to travel. There's still a lot of guys in camp right now. There's probably going to be a uh, you know you, there's going to be a lot of depth. I'm headed down there uh, this week. Um, picked a weird week. I mean, when we were first picking the week, we wanted to go down there. and we We're like, oh, the WBC, and oh, they're going to be in uh, Arizona for for around well. You know, Team USA is there, but, you know, the teams that uh, a lot of our Mariners players are on are not playing there. So I don't know. This is why you don't, you know, make your plans, uh, you know, at the uh, boxcar bar at like midnight, you know, <laughs> on a with,
1: a, with a ninja.
0: With a ninja booking a trip. No, it's going to be really cool to see the WBC, but uh, in Mariners camp, Wow. It's really gutted, especially the international field of of our team. Definitely gutted, gutted everyone.
1: Yeah. I mean, we're losing, uh, just offhand, you know, a handful of, of starters in the field. Um, luckily no starters on, uh, as far as pitchers, but, uh, a couple of bullpen guys in Fiesta and Diego Castillo. So yeah. Um, Going down there, you're going to get a chance to see, you know, the Cooper Hummels, the Kelnicks get a lot of time in center field. Um, Cade Marlowe, possibly some Cole Calhoun, Leonis Marte, possibly, um, you know, as well as um, guys taking over for Eugenio Suarez at third. So, um, yeah there's quite a few starting positions that are going to be missing, but it'll be a good chance to see some of the younger guys play and guys that are vying for possibly that last spot on the roster.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, I was listening last on the last Jerry DePoto show, you know, he was mentioning about, you know, players where they're at with how much intensity and how to also get a look at them at the the major league level where you know, guys on the roster or have major league contracts, you're not seeing the best out of them right now. They're, they're working on things. They're adjusting. They're getting up to speed. A lot of these guys that are fighting to, you know, be promoted, they're they're playing at their their elite levels right now. So that's going to be fun. And that's kind of, not kind of, it's what spring training really is when you have, you know, a championship-ready team. The stories are these Last couple of spots on the roster for opening day. And so, yes, it is kind of like oh, man, I'm not gonna see Eugenio, I'm not gonna see Julio, I, I'm not gonna see Tay Oscar, yeah, Festa. You know, he wouldn't <laughs> he's over in Taiwan right now. I wonder when he signed up for Italy, he was like, Oh yeah, this will be great. When then they're like, All right, you're on the team, we got a game, sweet. Here's your ticket to Taiwan. What the fuck? Yeah, as far as sitting there and being able to get a chance to, like you said, see Marlo, uh, see Hummel, see, see, you know, hopefully, you know, Bryce Miller, uh, that that's going to be great because we're going to see the rest of these guys all all year long. So I think it'll yeah. be a chance to see them up close and actually go in there looking for that, where last year I wasn't doing that. The story was, okay, Kelnick, Julio, uh Kirby Brash those were all the stories last year when I when I went down those were all the the mysterious what ifs
1: yeah no you're right and I'm glad you brought up brash he's another reliever that we'll be missing uh, there's a lot of spots i think still open in that bullpen it's probably pretty too early to uh, talk about that now until they kind of dial it in more towards the end of spring training. But that's something that you can uh, check out, check on some of the new guys that are out in the pen vine for a spot.
0: Yeah. And the thing about the, these relievers, you know, they, they say, you know, they don't really start ramping it up till you're getting close to opening day. Obviously, last year when there was a shortened spring training, they were the ones that were least affected out of anybody on the roster
1: yeah that's true they didn't they had a short amount of time to get revved up and uh it didn't seem to affect them we had a pretty good uh nucleus of guys last year and we'd return pretty much the same crew with a few guys still vying for it but they have major league experience coming back from injury like you know Gott and sadler and guys like that so yeah it'll be uh it'll be quite interesting to see how it all turns out for the uh, Manor Bullpen it should be another um positive portion of our club and strong point
0: yeah let, let's hope you know uh last year and the year before we had back to back years where the bullpen was really good you know a lot of the time those bullpens can be good one year bad the other but not when you have Homegrown a lot of these guys and went out and got these guys and you keep them together. I think the teams in the past where we had, you know, uh, a good year and a bad year, we didn't have this depth that we had already in camp. Any of these guys we could see, you know, at some point coming up and, you know, being that long relief or just somebody that can just throw fire for an inning. Like how we used Brash last year. I mean, I'm excited to... See who's going to be the next, you know, brash this year. Um, That's what I I think I'm really excited to go and check that out. I think I'm more excited about watching the young pitching more than uh, what we have in the pipeline as far as offense. I'm uh, happy to see both, but I would say I'm more intrigued to watch the pitching because I feel like that's going to be more of a, you know, an instant thing if I
1: had to pick between the two. Yeah, and like you mentioned, uh, bullpens can be fickle from year to year. I was concerned last year with that, but I've kind of changed my tune, you know. Uh, The Mariners have a lot of guys coming back. But besides that, I've got a lot of confidence in the Mariner pitching coaches. They've shown that they can really teach these guys new pitches and get their mechanics figured out and make really push these guys over probably to the next level of what they are, you know, kind of rated at so yeah it's our pitching coaching staff is a plus for the Mariners
0: yeah and I would like to say the other thing I'm really interested in, and I love every year I go to school training I've gone a lot is I really watch The coaching down there. You can they coach all year long. I'm not saying that they don't, but down there they're they're really on it. They're re-reminding you of situational baseball. There's nothing better than watching Perry Hill and Manny Acta just go to work on these guys. I I was lucky last year to sit behind the dugout for a few games, like literally in the batter's box or the on deck circle, right behind Manny and Perry and just like you know, listening in on what they're talking about. And it it's just, it's, I think, the the best thing about spring training, honestly.
1: No, you're going to see a lot this year, you know, with the positioning of them, you know, since there's no shift and stuff like that. Um, It'll really be interesting to see you watch the umpires and how they uh, control the game with the pitch clock and how fast it actually seems for you being there right behind home plate. So yeah, it'll be, I'm going to see see your take on what's going on down there. It's a definitely a different type of year.
0: Yeah. I think where there's a subtraction of some of the stars going to the WBC, the swap out is let's see these rules. Let's see these pizza box bases. Uh, So, I mean, it's kind of, it's not quite a fair trade, but we're seeing those things in, in real time action, full speed right? The rules are in full speed. The players are not. So uh, that is going to be, you are right. That is the thing. I think maybe if I had to put something back up on the top of the list, the rules, the coaching, the young pitching. Cade Marlowe. But yeah, all the guys have taken off from WBC. If you go on Mariner's Twitter, there's a pretty cool picture. Maybe we'll put it on here. Maybe we won't. We'll see. Uh, There's Julio. This looks like... uh, I don't know who's paying for this. There's Julio. You got Boomstick, baby. You got Manny Machado. You got Teoscar Hernandez. And I'm not too sure who these other guys are, but they're all doing well. (laughs) They're all on a plane. They're all headed to Miami looks like a lot of fun
1: yeah i mean flying private's pretty nice um but yeah i'm sure it's probably maybe cruise maybe the dominican republic world baseball classic foundation who knows but yeah that's cool they're all on their way uh, down there to start training and and they'll start playing regular games in a week or more i would assume and you'll be down in arizona like you said um and you're going to be getting a chance to see Team USA versus another Mariner who's going to be in the WBC, Harry Ford in Great Britain. Is that yeah. correct?
0: Yeah, that is. This is going to be the first time I've seen Harry Ford. Um, I'm really do really excited to see him. I know we hear most things, you know, from him in a vacuum, you know, where it's like it's all positive stuff out of the Mariners camp. I'm, I'm really interested to see what other fans have to say about him, you know, and what other uh, you know, announcers and media outlets have to say about him because I believe he's the number one prospect in on on the Mariners in the Mariners organization right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've seen him get a couple hits via the highlights this spring training, which is really cool with him being the, on his first big league camp. Another thing I've heard is he's got he's really athletic and got a lot of speed, so I'm interested uh from you seeing uh how quick he gets down the line and that kind of stuff. I mean that's incredible coming from a catcher. I mean I've heard also there's a few people that have said uh catcher might not be his ultimate position that he ends up in, but uh to be that fast and athletic as a catcher it's pretty impressive.
0: Yeah, uh and it looks like he's put a little bit of size on him too since the last time I saw him, I saw him doing just an interview, and it, you know, I mean, obviously, when you're growing into your body at that age, you know, you're gonna start growing this way, just like us professional athletes, right? We, we grow this way, but he, I mean, he's he seems like a guy. I I just want to say this guy's gonna have some good power to him.
1: Yeah, um, he's a top hundred prospect uh, that just came out with Major League Baseball. Um, he's in the top one hundred. I so yeah I mean he's he's a he's a high value pick in the minors for the Mariners and they would expect him uh good things out of him coming up for the next couple yeah. years I would assume
0: looking forward to going to the WBC games uh we're going to have a lot of podcasts going this week we're going to be back of course we'll talk about this at the end of the podcast we'll be back with our typical Friday but that's why you like and you subscribe we Definitely going to have some bonus spring break, spring break, (laughs) spring training
1: footage. Get ready to play hardball in the kingdom. Take me to the ball game. I want to see the The end. Princess Tours, the vacation company, brings you the best show in baseball when the San Diego Chicken plays hardball with the Seattle Mariners and the Baltimore Orioles tonight in the Kingdom. Yeah.
0: Let's get on to the, all the old guys. You know the guys in their late 20s and early 30s? You know those old folks? The old folks on the team the old guys on the team that's that's crazy to say uh uh, a lot of podcasts a lot of uh media speculation a lot of youtubers have really been focusing in on this you know flexing marco now it seems to be more flexing. is the guy apparently that's gonna get traded i don't know Maybe, but I don't know what the urgency by everybody is to get rid of these guys because Hanson, what do you think you're actually going to get? If you are trading right now, right now, it's spring training before the season starts. What kind of value do you think you, you are getting back in return for, let's just say flexing?
1: I don't think it's going to be like a major league player. Um, It's going to be some sort of prospect. It's hard to say if he's going to be a top prospect because, I mean, this does last year of Flexen's contract. Yeah, you would get him in a full year and maybe get a better prospect getting him for the full year rather than trading for him at the deadline. But maybe it's the type of thing where the Mariners are really excited from what they've seen out of the Bryce Millers and or you know, maybe some of these other guys, I mean, that could be a reason they could feel confident in wanting to have that, not have the safety net of, of um, flexing, but I could also see, like I said, mentioned maybe using flexing out of the bullpen is that safety net. And then once the deadline comes, bring up a Miller or something, start him down in the, in the minors and see how it goes. But yeah, I mean, He's definitely a safety net and he's looked really good and solid this uh spring training. Yeah, I, I mean starts.
0: yeah, I mean all of these nobody's looked bad. And I also feel like and I don't think the Mariners feel differently. I don't think there's any rush to going, hey, we gotta get this Miller guy up here. We gotta get uh, Barroha in here. We have to have these guys to start the season. Uh, I could see a situation where th- they get brought up like Logan. They get brought up like Kirby. You know, they they not look what happened last year when they brought up Brash. They didn't get the results they wanted to out of Brash. And then they rethought what he was going to do. So maybe it was a blessing, but I don't see those guys. The nested. Nece- it's not necessary to have those guys up here. And also, you're going to get a quality start out of one guy or the other. Really, when it comes down to the five or six slot, five slot, there is no six slot, right? That's what we've been told. The five slot is like, really, do you want to go with a left-hander here? Or do you want to go with a right-hander here? I mean, maybe it's a matchup thing. Maybe you keep both. And I really feel, again, going back to the value, right now at spring training, unless there was just you know, a big rash of, pitchers being injured, the value is not gonna be what it's going to be in June and in July. And does it hurt the Mariners to have more pitching depth? I mean, maybe if we get into the season and there is an injury on the offensive and knock on wood, that doesn't happen, you know, maybe then you go, all right, well we can we can trade this to get a bat, get a veteran bat that gets in here and you know hopefully is something like, you know, a Carlos Santana. But right now, at the beginning of the year, I don't feel like you would trade one of these guys for anybody unless it was in, an immediate impactful guy. Um, so I'm on the, like, I don't understand what the urgency is to trade them at this point. If Earlier, a few months ago in the hot stove season, yeah, we were like, hey, when are we going to, when are we going to move these guys? And then when we went down the list of a lot of the free agent pitchers, we got to a portion of the pictures that weren't signed where we were like, okay, this is where their at. Their value is at, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't as great and not as easy as we as Mariners fans and on these groups and on Twitter think it is. I don't feel like the value is that great in return, but Having them, the value is higher. Getting rid of them, I think it's a lower value. If that makes any sense.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of ways you can look at it. It all depends, and we're not in the rooms, like I said, to know what the Mariners think of these young guys. uh, To also, you know, if they're hell-bent on getting something for, let's say, a flexing, because... He has the opportunity with it being his last year to walk and get nothing for him. Um, Marco is a different story. He's owed a lot more money, and he's under contract. Uh, it was reported last year, you know, that the Phillies were looking at him at uh, the deadline. Maybe he's more of a deadline-type player that a team would be more interested in, and then you could have Flex and as your five. As you know, when you get down the stretch, you need those guys, but in the playoffs, the four and five starters – the not even the five starter and then one of them is the bullpen are not needed as much you know you go with the yeah. horses uh, and and your top bullpen guys
0: and the other thing is like are these guys going to hurt
1: you <laughs> you know some, gonna... some say marco might
0: i mean we got a better offense i mean look, some say but I, I listen i know here on the rye bread and mustard podcast I've asked not to be like, hey, we're going off of everything off of fangraphs, and we're going, but this is one of these occasions. I'm just going, like, look, these guys both give quality starts. There is, you know, it was just there was only this was only a five-seater ride down the stretch last year. And then you get to the playoffs and it's a three-seater. So
1: oh, yeah, I, I, I'm with you. Any one of those guys in the five-hole is is good in my opinion.
0: And I have no urgency to be like, let's bring up a young guy and let's burn him out. (laughs) Like I rather go, all right, this guy's undeniably too good for the minor leagues. We don't, we're wasting it. We need to see him against real major league pitching. Great. Yes. I'm in for it. We're, we're the world champions are in our division. We obviously need to get better. At some point through the season, it doesn't need to be on March 31st. And I feel like now, and of course, I'm flip flopping like how we felt earlier. Now that we're you know we're on a different playing field, the goalposts are in a different position. I feel like holding on to these guys right now is the best thing for the Mariners for now, for this season, and for the long run because. You have these pitchers right now eat up these innings for when these guys who haven't thrown as many innings, these young players in the pipeline, these can't miss pitchers we have. You bring them up midseason, maybe they do a spot start, and you're like, we we got to have this guy in here. Um, somebody on, uh, you know, Atlanta goes down, and you know we're tr- we're making a trade with them, and now we're setting the market for the pitcher, and also. I'd rather have the freshest arms going down the stretch and going deep into the playoffs. There's, there's no reason to be like, we have too many pitchers. It's, it's like running backs in the NFL. You, can, you need as many pitchers as you possibly can get.
1: Yeah, I I can follow along with your points. Exactly. I mean, and we were very lucky to have no type of arm injuries last year on any of our starters. So that's another thing too. So That's unheard of. So, yeah, you bring up some valid points.
0: Yeah, and the year before, we couldn't keep anybody healthy. The only one that was healthy through the whole year that was effective was Flexin. Let's not forget that.
1: I won't forget it.
0: Do not forget it.
1: Hi, this is Tom Pachark of the Seattle Mariners, inviting everybody to come on out to the Kingdome on August 23rd for Mariners' Funny Nose Glasses Night. I Be the first us, in your neighborhood Tom, to have. Tom, I'm sorry. August 23rd is not Funny Nose Glasses Night. It's Jacket Night, Tom. Jacket Night? Yes. Every jacket. kid 14 and under gets an official Mariners vinyl jacket free, Tom. Jacket? No nose. No funny nose no. glasses. No. I'm sorry. Hmm. What am I going to do with 30,000 pairs of funny nose glasses? That's yet? your problem, Tom. I to, uh.
0: You know, we haven't spent a lot of time talking about the utility players too much. I mean, it's it's not the sexy conversation, but there's no denying that last year when Sam Haggerty went down, down the stretch and could not be part of the postseason, it, it ended up hampering the Mariners. It, it really did. We, ha- we had a guy not in the lineup who played good defense, uh, who could play multiple positions. Who was a terror on the bases and a guy that yeah we, know, we didn't want him to be our everyday starter, but kind of had to have Kelnick out there, and we kind of had to uh, play Winker down the stretch too when we didn't want to play Winker. And that's Sam Haggerty. You know, uh... he's been playing all over the infield. You want to talk a little bit about Haggerty? What are you seeing? What are the Mariners doing? What do you think the plans for him are when we start the season?
1: Well, it caught my eye, just like you said, he's been playing all over the infield, Um, started off this spring training, playing mostly second base in games, no outfield. Um, Then he had, I wouldn't call it a setback, but they gave him a few days off here recently and he made uh, his return to the lineup again today and it was his first time playing third base. So that's just interesting to me you know when he came up last year he was nothing but an outfielder and only played outfield but it's nice to see I mean it gives with Demo uh haven't who hasn't returned to spring training in a full capacity yet since his offseason um injury and and getting healthy which he should be getting some playing time I would according to reports in the next couple weeks start getting going for games but You know, it just, it brings another player to be able to play infield along with Demo and also outfield like Demo can play. And they're both very, you know, adequate, I should say, um, at bats with Haggerty being a switch hitter and showing some some good stuff last year, as well as both of them able to run the bases and and steal you some bags. So... I just thought it was interesting with the Mariners not giving him any chance last year to play any infield and then to be working him out so much this year in spring training. And um, possibly that's going to be a spot where he's going to be switching out and giving players more rest throughout the season.
0: I mean, going into camp, we have four of these guys, right? You got Demo, who you gave a contract to, so – I get it. You want to make sure he's healthy. A couple of years ago, we were looking at him to be a starter. This year with the signing of Colton Wong, if you look on the depth chart, it's like him and uh, Demo were going to be platooning. And then you have Haggerty, like you said. And then you have Hummel, different kind of utility guy. This guy can get behind the dish. And then you have Estrella. Estella then you have Estella Uh,
1: yeah Tommy Estella I'm glad you brought him up he's been out and hasn't played at all he's got some sort of shoulder problem that's been bothering him so uh, it's hard to say when he'll be back I've heard uh, from a few reports that it's a week to two weeks away but if he doesn't get healthy and and get some time to show himself I mean it comes down to a numbers game with there only being four bench spots available and one of them going to um, Tom Murphy's your catcher. Probably the other two to Demo and Haggerty, and then down to the last spot, like you said. So yeah, I mean, it's a uh, it's it's gonna come down. And yeah, there's there's four or five guys. You know, maybe there's some outfielders that are vying for it too. You know, like you said, Kate, uh, Cade Cade Marlow earlier. Possibly a Cole Calhoun. I, it's hard to think that, but possibly Leonis Martin. That's another one that's, I, I wouldn't put too much in it, but they're, you know, crazier things have happened and there's still a, quite a bit of spring training left.
0: It's a competitive camp. I mean, I, you know, like we started the show going, damn it, I can't get a picture with Julio. I can't, I'm not going to see Eugenio upload. You know, it's like, But for real, like we're seeing a competitive camp and especially at the utility position, which is a big position on our team. And I'm kind of seeing the let's just get a bunch of these guys because look, these guys play so many positions and ask to do so many things that it's not crazy to think that they could come down with injuries, even though they are the guys that usually fill in for injuries. So, having four of these guys, hey, well, if two of them are ready to go, that's great. Cause that's really, I feel like now, not as much when you maybe if you're in the national league, you're like, you got to have three of these guys on your team, maybe four the way they used to play baseball. But with the DH, you still, you at least have to have two of these guys. You still have to have at least two of these dudes.
1: And yeah. And like, yeah. And like you said, with, all these guys going to the WBC, it's going to give these uh, next tier guys a, quite a good look from, you know, by the coaching staff with them playing so much. They're going to have to play through the WBC in spring training that the coaches get a good chance to see which guy they want to go with.
0: Yeah, and I am definitely want to check out this this Cooper Hummel guy, right? He's a local, isn't he?
1: Yeah, I think he grew up in Issaquah or something, but he went to Portland State. Yeah, catcher, first base, outfielder kind of guy. So, um, yeah. I
0: like these utility players that can actually catch because that's a lot of guys can go out there and you can throw them at third or you can throw them at second, you can throw them in left field. You don't see a lot of these utility players that can catch. And that that's something I like to see. I know he had a really good throw out the first week. Seems like he's uh, hitting the ball. And the main thing is he's healthy right now.
1: Yeah. I mean, and, you know, uh, Scott Service mentioned how much he likes Tom Murphy against left handers. Um, that could be possibly, you know, Tom Murphy DHing um, at some point. And, you know, uh, whether he needs or catching and. Al Raleigh DHing, you know, they can manipulate it around uh, to have that third catcher that can contribute, unlike last year, when we had three catchers at times uh towards the end there, you know, with Raleigh, Torrens, and um God, his nine his name just slipped my mind. The guy we got at the deadline from the Giants. Sully. Yeah. Sully. Sully.
0: Yeah. I mean, his biggest contribution to the team was that he had a baby. You know, so he was he was just not, he was not much of a factor. Um, did he come over in the Baroja trade or is that a separate No, one? that
1: was um, Donovan Walton for him.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. So anyways, I, I feel like, look, this, this utility position as much as it gets overlooked. Look what happened last year, you know, down the stretch. You know, when we were chasing Toronto for the wild card, sure, it worked out for us fine. We went to Toronto and took care of business. But I guarantee you in that 0-0, 18, going into the 18th inning, you have a guy like Sam Haggerty out there. I don't know. Putting pressure on these pitchers. I feel like there'd be a a different outcome in that game.
1: Yeah. We'll never know. I'll know.
0: As has been mentioned here on the podcast many times, and Chris, as you know, you've been down to Tacoma Dome with me only for teenagers. I'm a huge wrestling fan. So you sent me this today, but other people have sent this to me because I'm a wrestling freak. The Mariners, if you are on the YouTube, you can see this beautiful, beautiful crafted belt that my girlfriend bought me, or Santa Claus gave me uh, a couple of years ago a heavy bat you've seen this before but so the mariners today on mariners twitter they put out something it's, it's a video you know what maybe we'll get in a little bit of trouble here maybe we won't i'm just gonna play the audio from it and we'll see what the powers of B say uh so basically they were asked which teammate on the mariners would be the breath the best which mariner on the team would be the best pro wrestler Actually, it was put out on TikTok. Let's check it out. This pro wrestler would be Robbie Ray. Uh, Tom Murphy, for sure. I'm scared of that guy. Probably Tom Murphy again. I've done my fair share of trying to sneak up on him and wrestle him to the ground. It doesn't end well.
1: I'm going to go with Diego. Just a big body out there.
0: I think like Kelnick or something. Kelnick would probably be pretty good at that. Tom Murphy. (laughs) I mean, look at him. He's crazy. But I think I'm gonna go sneaky one here that I think would get more technical and I think be a really good wrestler, Penn Murphy. Tom Murphy, he scares me. I'm gonna say Jarrett, maybe. Strong,
1: a little tight, I would say Jarrett. Ty France, a little low center of gravity, a little thick, you could take somebody down. Let's go Robbie Ray, you know, big arms. I feel like he, he could be a WWE wrestler. Um, probably me, I'd, I like to wrestle. <laughs> Again, I'm gonna say Tom Murphy. I mean he's a psycho and uh and he's just he's like Captain Insano. All
0: right. So it seems like this Tom pro Wrestler Bush- would be <laughs> So it seems like Tom Murphy seems to be like the guy, the the guy that they would put in there. I did like the Penn Murphy uh idea. Oh, and, from France. And yeah, and I and I have to say the Robbie Ray. Those would probably be my, my top... Three. Oh, and let's Diego Castillo, right? I think Diego Castillo ooh, definitely could be a wrestler.
1: Yeah, also- it's two chains and coming out, you know, with no shirt on. Uh, yeah, I could see Diego. I think Robbie Ray as well. Theatrically, he looks like he could be a wrestler. I think Tom Murphy, like strength-wise and like an actual you know wrestling match olympic wrestling match would win that that aspect but yeah that's my. i, I go with those opinions too
0: one guy that they, i didn't hear at all on the list that i think would be a, a, my vote actually for a pro wrestler would be eugenio suarez man he's got that razor ramon like machismo thing about him that i think would be great he used to have the uh the two-toned hair he's got the long earrings I mean, come on! I feel like that would be one of my my wrestler picks right off the top of my head for the Mariners.
1: Yeah, he might you know one of the nicest guys, and but has maybe a mean streak behind him. Possibly, if you cross him, yeah, I, I yeah, can see that.
0: he could be the baby face. But you know what happens when the baby faces get cheated and they get beat up? You know they they Hulk up, and you know they. They take care of business. I definitely agree with you with the uh, Robbie Ray theatrically has got the look. He's got that. He's got the, the the party in the back, the business in the front. You saw him on 4th of July. They have that on that TikTok post of when he was dressed up in that fanny pack USA uniform kind of Captain America guy. Uh, you know, Tom Murphy, you know, he does. look. He does have those crazy eyes, though, to him. Now speaking of Tom Murphy, people have heard about this if they've been following our podcast from the beginning. If you're on the YouTube, I'm going to show it to you right now. This is the Tom Murphy bat that we got. It's unbroken. It's game ready. Uh, you know he show had a, the
1: trademark.
0: He had a. There re- you go. There you go. He had a rough, rough, rough outing for a couple of days and just left his equipment in the dugout. And my cousin, the ninja, asked for a broken bat. And as the story goes, the bat boy said, there isn't any broken bats. And he was like, there's Tom Murphy's, that bat's broken. <laughs> and he got this bat, but uh, we'll see. I'm I've challenged my cousin. I'm going to take this out to spring training with me. And he's going to meet me down there to see if he can actually get this thing signed. Cause I cannot wait to see the reaction from Tom Murphy. Maybe he won't care. Maybe he won't notice. Maybe he'll be like, Hey, where the fuck did you get this from? Because this 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 doesn't feel cheap and it doesn't look cheap and it's a beautiful that,
1: map. Yeah, he might think it's a gamer, and you know he has it, you know it's distinctive to him. So yeah, maybe the ninja might be unmasked.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Well, we're running out of time. We're way over our time here. You got to go back into your hostage hole, uh, <laughs> down in the hole. I'm glad that you could use your uh, your your free time, your your prison free time to do the podcast. Again, if you're listening to us on the Odyssey app or anywhere else, you know, Spotify, Apple, don't forget to give us that review. You know, we like five tool baseball players on this podcast, but you know what we like more than that, Hanno?
1: Five star reviews.
0: You're getting good at these cue cards, my friend. Uh, that's right. Go ahead and give us one of those reviews. It really helps us out. Also, if you're checking us out on YouTube now, we're going to have more content, some more fancier graphic stuff. We're just leaning into the new toys here uh, provided to us by our good friends at Odyssey, especially Odyssey Sports, 2400 Sports Channel. We love those guys. What up, William? Anyways, uh, we're going to be back for sure this Friday, but I am headed down to Peoria, Um I'm excited after this podcast. I was kind of feeling like, ooh, why didn't I go on a different week? But now I'm really excited after this podcast. And I'm, I'm excited.
1: Yeah, have a good time down there. Uh, I got a little homework assignment for you, a little scavenger hunt, or uh, you might say. Um, okay. I want to see, can you get a Mariner player to possibly, you know, on video, say, you know for a new open or something like that this is pen murphy you're listening to the rye bread and mustard podcast any mariner player or coach i'm gonna let's see if you can do that
0: how about the bullpen catcher i love that guy
1: yeah if you know him uh
0: yeah you, sounds you good want intro because you want a mariner to do it or because you want me to not be
1: doing it anymore what
0: what what are we saying here
1: well, you kind of you see my angle towards this, so yeah.
0: You're watching on YouTube. You could see the uh,
1: hostility in his face. I, I, I love. It. Yeah, uh, and, and although there's more. Hold on, hold on. Okay. Um, I was, you know, you were a big Cole Calhoun fan when the Mariner signed him. He was a Mariner killer, and I was thinking, you know, maybe that's the guy you should get a selfie with. So I was thinking let's get a selfie, Myron and Cole Calhoun. But then I thought, no, let's make this a little tougher. Let's get a selfie with um, Cooper Hummel because you're gonna have to figure, I know you don't know what he looks like yet.
0: I do not know what he looks like.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so let's see, let's get a Cooper Hummel selfie. And then let's also for the last thing. Oh, how about you get, I know you're good at getting souvenirs. You got a bat there. Why don't you try to get, a, I know you get quite a few balls when you're down there. Why don't you get a ball?
0: ball? Ball finds me.
1: Yeah. Get a ball and give it to a kid. And then one last one. I want a picture of um, of a random mariner jersey, whether it be, you know, Michael Saunders, uh, you know, um, smoke, the smoke or something like that. Just give me a picture of a random jersey you got you see down there, Mariner jersey.
0: And when do I have so the scavenger list when does it have to be done by when i come back to la next week or if i check things off the list are we going to substitute new things or you can start moving the goalposts on me here
1: no it's just a spring training um list homework list
0: you know i'm i'm hoping to run into some of the the greats down there it's going to be fun checking out the wbc seeing some of these other players especially on team usa i know that we're going to check them out uh, but again, thank you for listening to the Rye Bread and Mustard of Mariners podcast. You know, you know what time it is.
1: Charge! Make sure you shave your legs. You're all tanned up. You know, got your got your you know sun. Got your uh, what's that stuff called? Your oil ready?
0: Get my oil ready. Yeah, this is. Uh, I see that there's a little bit of cloud. This looks like a a wild waves uh, sunburn disaster down there. It looks about like 75 and overcast.